Okay. <laughs> Let's give this a go then. It's a Sunday in the rainy city of Manchester and it's raining and this is the start of a brand new podcast that I'm going to give a go um, and uh, yeah going to call it First Thought Boonthought um, and the idea basically behind it is that I'm going to go on walks around, well, all over the place, not just in Manchester, all around, uh, we'll start in Manchester and then go to the Peak District and then, uh, you know, you can take it on tour, um, but I'm going to go on walks and I'm going to try and come up with a story or movie on the go. That's basically the idea, um, and we'll see what happens. And uh, yeah, the idea behind it is there's going to be very little editing. Um, I just walked past. Uh, I need to get out of the habit. So basically, yeah, there's going to be very little editing. There's going to be me walking along. Um, try and come up with stories. It could be all sorts of nonsense, but it could be, you know, Oscar-worthy. And uh, if any budding writers out there want to steal them, oh, you can bloody try. I mean, you can try, and, but, you know, if you haven't got the knack, you're not going to write it. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I need to get into the habit of. So basically, I am walking around with a microphone attached to me, and uh, yeah, I did think, oh, people are going to think I'm mad just talking to myself walking around, but um, but uh, there's a man in front of me now. Who does keep turning around to look at me, which makes me feel weird. Um, but if you speak confidently, and uh, people are always walking around, they're on the phone in there. I got like a phone in their ears, um, and I get annoyed at them because uh, I often respond to them thinking they're talking to me, but they're not. They're talking to a random person with the AirPods in or whatever. Um, so. I am going to use that to my advantage and uh, just pretend that I'm just speaking to someone on the phone. So, uh, yeah, but I haven't uh, gained that confidence yet, as you just heard earlier. Just walked past some people and I, um, yeah, just kind of started talking quietly um, because they were looking at me weird. But with uh, time and practice, it'll come. So, um, yeah, basically, I'm going to try and come up with a story as I walk along and uh, see what happens. 
and uh, yeah the reason I wanted to do this is well one because I just kind of like talking and uh, want to see what happens um, and two so yeah no I like talking so and uh, anyone who's got into some voice note conversation with me will know that they do end up being uh, somebody found the other one not him but uh, they do end up being a bit rambly and nonsensical actually no they do make sense but they're rambly and they uh, go on way longer than they need to and yeah I feel sorry for the person at the other end who has to listen and reply to it but so I thought you know how do I take that skill and take it into the real world that I can do on a weekly basis and I've come up with this nonsense Um, but I did have a well I do have another podcast that I kind of haven't done in a while called The Boondoggle um, where I yeah would read out stories that I'd written every week like two or three stories a week but that um, you know as good as it was it's yeah took a lot of time and effort which great art I should but I kind of want uh, some some something like some output for every week that I can uh, speak to the nation. Um, so I came up with this, and it means I get out, go out walking, and uh, I'm kind of um, creating something at the same time. Um, and who knows, these stories that I spew out of Magob could turn out to be a bloody genius and then we could write them up and uh, win Oscars and that um, oh sorry oh damn so I've basically made a pledge that I'm not going to edit these well very little editing and then I've just burped so in future we're going to keep the burping to a minimum because um, as I've always said burping's worse than farting and we're trying um, yeah so it's going to be kind of long and rambly um, and yeah there may be bits of silence and you're going to kind of hear other people's conversations as we walk by but I think there's uh, people want that well some do some want heavily edited tight produced stuff um, some just want another lovely little voice in their ear talking shit and I can be the second one um, there's no tightness around here um, loosey goosey so uh, yeah maybe we should get started and try and come up with our first story um, I'm just kind of going past the road that's uh, loud-ish so I will wait until then um, but yeah I'm walking along the Fallowfield Loop in Manchester um, 
which goes from kind of goes from I don't know Redis Levensu to Chalton a good little floop but got to watch out for going down there at night because uh, well it's not very well lit and you hear stories of the bandits the Fellfield Loop bandits who are well it's not a very laughing matter really they steal people's bikes um, but there have been a lot of campaigns uh, to better light the floop and uh, police it um, but the police said it's no worse than any other you know seven or eight K stretch of road so people should uh, keep their mouths shut well, I didn't say keep their mouths shut if any police want to sue me for libel I know you didn't say that okay without further ado let us uh, open up my special app so I downloaded an app which is going to be handy for the rest of life actually it's called tiny decisions and you basically you put all the options into into a wheel and then you just click spin the wheel and you say what's it going to be and it gives you an answer so I have come up with like I don't know shitload of genres like 10 15 genres um, some more specific than others and um, yeah we're just gonna spin it and see but the so I guess the rules of the story it needs to have a beginning middle and end um, needs to have a beginning, middle and end and it basically I'm going to try and use you know your classic story structure you've got right, I'll go back to the wheel in a minute I'll just establish what the rules are um, you know you've got your main character in uh, living their life normal life but kind of you know they're missing something and something comes along and throws that off kilter they uh, go on a journey um, and they come out of the story and they kind of overcome obstacles they're things that they come up and they come out of the story at the end like a better person and well hopefully or a changed person at least so that's the idea we're going for I should establish my credentials. Uh, none. I have none credentials in story writing. Just that, you know, I've done it. You know, dabbled. I've written shit myself. Um, I think I'm just coming under a bridge now. There's a couple of guys smoking a doobie. But it always makes me feel less threatened than they're smoking a joint. Yeah, I can smell that. Just. That's really what these little bridges on the flooper havens for is uh, is the doobsman. 
the doobie, the doobie boys. And uh, you're not threatened by them. They're just uh, chilling out, getting some shelter away from the family home. So, yeah, don't worry about them. Um, but yeah, I. Oh, someone wants Mikey. Someone wants Mikey to come down. So, yeah, the credentials. I don't have any really. I, uh, yeah, just written stuff. And uh, it's a load of nonsense. So, that's what we're going to do. running with their duck. I guess that's Mikey. A little black dog with curly hair and bits of grey and a brown ass. Not because of filthy business, just because of the hair. Right. Um, but yeah, let's get into it. So, um, and also, yeah, so there's an A plot and a B, oh, do you know I'm a B plot as well? So we've got the main story, the character, they go on a journey, they're thrown, you know, a load of obstacles and they've got to overcome them. They come out of it, a changed person. Um, and then you've got um, some other nonsensical B plot um, going on as well. And, uh, all right. Let's open the, the app. This is the thing, I'm kind of like speaking quietly now because I'm near people. Right, I'm going to open the app. But like, I know that if you didn't live together... Oh, that's interesting. So she knows that if they didn't live together, they'd still be friends. This guy. Okay, so some of the options we have for our story genres are oh, we've got Mikey coming back this way. Right, some of the options we have. Actually, all the options. Right, let's go through them. And we can add to the options as we go. Um, yeah. If anyone... I think for the first time, I'll uh, do a spinning wheel. But as the audience grows, we'll take some requests. See what we can do. Um, right. So, we've got a western. We've got aliens, sci-fi, vampires, ghosts, indie slash mumblecore. Um... If anyone doesn't know what that is, that's like, that's like your Greta Gerwig's, your Joe Swanberg's, you know, it's like those kind of like midlife uh, 30s, people in their late 20s, early 30s having a bit of a crisis and then not really much happens, um, but I love it. Um, chick Kitchen Sink Drama. Coming of age movie, a musical. Now that's going to be hard, but musical 
you know, how are we going to do that? I think I'll just have to say, like, then there'll be a song about this, and then I'll come up with a few lines that rhyme. Um, road trip, a gangster film, rom-com, a tearjerker slash Oscar-worthy. That's a big claim. Maybe I should have said Oscar bait. Um, but, yeah, no, we'll go for one of them. You know, like your Schindler's List. Um, all of them, all the ones. Um, and Family Adventure, yeah, that's it. Okay, without further ado, let's spin the wheel. Da-da-da. Sci-fi, oh God. I didn't even watch much sci-fi, that was mm, one of the last ones I wanted to come up with. Okay. We've ended up with sci-fi. And we're just, at the moment, we're coming, uh, going through the Sainsbury's car park. For any Mancunians, the Fallowfield Sainsbury's car park is where we're at now. So... Right, we're, not, we're making a sci-fi film. That's what's happening. Right. So, what I'm going to do, so I'm going to look around for inspiration. And the reason I've called it First Thought, Boom Thought, is because we may not necessarily go with the first thought, but basically we're trying to go with one of the first thoughts, at least one of the early thoughts, anyway. Um... I'm just... Okay. So, sci-fi. Um, I'm thinking... Oh, that's good. Right, I'm just going to cross this road and we will continue. It's all go here, it's all go. I'm thinking traffic lights though. There's a lot of red lights, a lot of traffic lights. I mean, we're not going to copy lampies. If you remember Lampies, Lampies from CBBC about little people that light up traffic lights. Now that was good, but yeah, I'm thinking sci-fi. Traffic lights is calling out to me. Um, but what? How could traffic lights? How could you create a traffic lights sci-fi movie like traffic lights? Hmm. There could be some sort of thing where, like, the traffic lights, um, the traffic lights go green when they should go red. Um, is that is that a film? That's not a film in itself, but is that even somewhere you could start from? Um, I really know if this sounds a lot like. Uh, you know, the Sleep With Me podcast with the scooter. Good evening, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary. That's, um, 
that's what you can get to when you do this non-editing rambly stuff it can lead to just thing something that people fall asleep to and if you want to fall asleep to this then do it but if you need a little voice in your ear for the uh, long car journey you've got ahead of you um, the bike ride the run you're doing you know I'm here for you uh, oh god oh it really is making it aware how, how much I burp when I'm on my own right I've just yeah I cushioned that burp so um, I'm on the up things are on the up All right uh, are we going with the traffic light idea I just don't have a very science fiction mind um, a traffic light repair person what could happen involving traffic lights so let's scrap the traffic light idea. Um, um, right, this is where this is where the podcast falls apart. Um, the, the no editing thing is you can have to listen to me thinking on the spot uh, and just kind of repeating the word traffic lights. But at least I'm getting out of the house and walking, eh? So maybe I shouldn't. Have been, what, what happens in sci-fi films? So it could be about space. Uh, right, space. What happens in space? Oh, there's a runner. Right. Um, so, one thing I have wondered recently about is, um, all these billionaires going to space, um, do you need a license to go to space, or is it just, if you can afford to, then you can, uh, go to space? Um, so, maybe, I'm like... Yeah, so they kind of expect you to, if you've got the, as much money that you can afford to build a rocket to go to space, then they expect you to be responsible and accountable. But perhaps someone could steal a rocket from Elon Musk. So they steal a rocket, um, but why are they stealing the rocket? Um, and we're going to call this, so, and then we're, alright, we need to come up with a title at the end, at the end of the film, once we've come up with it, then we come up with a title. Um, right, so, someone steals a rocket, well that could be like the climax. Um, oh, I've got one. Okay, so I heard recently about the uh, this um, this guy that you can hack 
So there are satellites that are about to be taken out of use and apparently you can hack into them like so they're like decommissioned and then there's like a few days before they land in the ocean um and there's a guy who's learned to hack into them so you can kind of use these satellites to view things i don't know what he's viewing but perhaps um he is He's hacking into one. He's like, this is like rear window, but in a much bigger world. So he's a little nerd, right? He's a little nerd. Um, and his name is, um, his name is Stephen Thornbury, right? Stephen Thornbury. Okay, so Steve, little Stevie, Stevie Thornbury, he, um, oh, he's a nerd, biggest nerd of your life. He, you talking about computers, he loves them. Um, so he, um, from an early age, he basically was born with a computer in his hand. Um, don't ask him how he got it in the womb, but it was there. And uh, so he's like, loved him from day one. Coding, gaming, all, all the computer things, um, clicking. And so, but the trouble is, he has like spent his whole life just on computers and doesn't really have any social skills. So, little Stevie Thornbury, um, yeah, he's kind of just stuck at home. And his mum's always saying, she's saying, why don't you go out and meet somebody? Um, well, you got no friends, Stevie. And then he says, well, it's because I was, you know, if you didn't put that, if you didn't put that bloody phone uh, computer in your womb, um, then I probably wouldn't have been so addicted to computers and um, and then just spent my whole life doing that instead of socialising. He doesn't say that, but he's thinking that. Well, he might not be thinking that because he didn't know it, but we're thinking it as the audience. So he's a nerd. His mum wants him to socialise. Um, and, uh, and so... He, his mum, she starts saying to him, oh yeah, oh here we go, we're onto something now. Right, so he, she says to him, you can't have any pocket money. Alright, she says, hey, you can't have any pocket money. It does feel weird with people going pop. She says, you can't have your pocket money if you don't have any friends. You gotta go out and meet some friends. And so, she signs him up for like, a youth club. So he's 15, all right? He's 15. Um, she signs him up you know, like, for a computer club, like where nerds can get together, but he, I don't want to. Right. 
we are onto something now. Okay, this is this is this is the beauty of it. We thought we were stuck. We thought we were going to go with something about traffic lights. How can you make a film about traffic lights unless you're just doing a Lampies movie? Um, but they haven't done a Lampies movie. Um, so, where was I? She says you can't have your pocket money unless you go out and meet friends. He is so averse to going out and meeting people that he has to um, he basically fi- yeah, figures out this way to hack into satellites um, and uh, uses them uses these satellites to spy on to get like so he, he just he looks all over the world with them um, and then he's but his mum she's he basically wants his pocket money to buy more computer stuff so he tells his mum that he's going to the youth club but actually when he figures out he can hack into these satellites and she's like what do you do with the youth club today I'm gonna find out because I know the I uh yeah, I just, I will find out. And so, he, uh, what he does, he uses, he hacks into the satellites and then um, just like looks in through the window of the youth club. They've got big zoom lens on them, these satellites. And he can see like live webcam footage of basically what they're doing today. Um, Alright, maybe it's not a computer youth club, it's just a normal youth club where they play pool and things like that. It's like today we're doing art or pool or um, knitting, whatever. So, he is, uh, yeah, so he, each week, and it's the youth club on, his, so his mum works nights. That's convenient, right? So she doesn't know if he's in or not. She, but she just she needs to know that he's gone to the youth club. So she asks him what they did. And so uh, she says, right. Well, I'm already thinking of a plot hole in this, and the plot hole is why don't she just ask? All right. So she. She says, what do you do at a youth club? And he says that, hey, what does he talk like? I don't know. Stevie Thornbury. His mum is called Michaela Thornbury. Okay. Dad's out of the picture. Um, Dad, yeah, was never around. Um, He, he, the dad is like, um, a boxer and then when he kind of saw the kid had come out with the computer in the womb he um, yeah he just thought of a different plot line um, that we can't can we go with that he no we're not going with that uh, yeah, no, his dad's a boxer, and when he saw his son come out with a computer from the womb, um, 
that really macho guy, he was like, this kid's a nerd, I'm off. And so he left him. Um, it's sad, actually. And his dad was called, he's, t- he's taken his mum's name. Right, we're just going past the group now. All right. Right, so, we've gone past the group now. So, yeah, he is, what's he doing? So, he's a boxer. Oh, his dad's gone. His dad's, so we don't need to worry about the dad. Um, so it's just single mum, she wants her kid to socialise, she knows he doesn't want to, so he, but she works nights um, in the supermarket. Um, she says, you gotta get your pocket money. She says, you gotta, gotta do some IT work if you want, no, you gotta go to youth club if you wanna get your pocket money. And so he, so I go, mum, mum. It's hard to do a little boy's American voice. Hey, mum, mum. But I don't want to go to youth club. They kind of that makes them sound like mobsters. Um, right. So he pretends he's gone to youth club, but he's really using these satellites to spy on the youth club, just so he can say he went there. And he's kind of socialising through them without having the pressure of actually interacting with them. But the thing is with these satellites, um, so when he logs into them, obviously they they start from a really zoomed out um, view. I don't know if that's obvious, because none of you have ever done it, neither have I. But he does, he starts from a really zoomed out view. So they, these satellites are like in the Earth's orbit, spinning around. Um, and when you log in, you can just see like Earth, whole of the Earth, big, and um, so he he logs into him one day and he sees something that he shouldn't do really like I think it's an alien um, yeah that's it because we're doing sci-fi film after all so it's got to be an alien I mean, it could be an asteroid um, but let's go alien so it's, uh, he sees into, like he's going to zoom in to see the youth club accent, and he zooms into uh, alien um, spaceship. Um, oh, should we go aliens or asteroids? This is the thing. Um, right. Right. Let's try. No, let's... Mm, Asteroids or aliens, or could it be anything else? Um, let's go for asteroid would be easier. Let's try aliens and see what happens. Right, so should let's right. So he goes, he zooms out. It's like go back to zoom in. Then it's a bloody alien uh, spaceship. And in the alien alien spaceship are some aliens. And the aliens, he can't understand them because, well, the satellite doesn't have audio equipment anyway. 
and also he doesn't speak their language um, but they look like um, like kind of like starfish uh, but they've got an eye on the end of each arm of the star and a big mouth in the middle like a little butthole but it's not ah do they no they don't do that I was about to say do they they poo out the same place they speak oh god they do alright I'm trying to we got we got probably about I don't know how far through we are I'm not going to check but we got a good way through without mentioning poo but then we've done it alright so they poo out their bum hole no they poo out their mouth hole the bum and their mouth are the same thing right look the mind does what the mind does so that's happened um, so these star things and he's just like he's so we're back to Stevie he's like looking around and then he's to see this alien spaceship and then he's like fuck what's that so he zooms in sees one of them poo out their mouth and he's quite disgusted but he's like oh wow this is a bit more interesting than youth club so alright let's go into a tunnel again that's why it's gone um, gone a bit echoey so he sees that happening but then he kind of like can look through the window and they've got like a dashboard with a sort of sat nav on it um, it's got a dash na- da- sat nav with a dashboard on it and he um, he can see on it and they've got like the the earth and it's got a sort of target on it so it's got like on their thing and they're like both they're all the aliens there's like three or four of them and there's a big target on there and they're all like tapping on it going oh yeah so there he kind of from kind of basic understanding of human behavior even though they're not humans he's kind of in he's kind of thought there's something fishy going on here i think they're they're coming for us they're going to destroy the planet right so he's like shit right what we're going to do um he's just a guy with a satellite and he spotted something uh, he shouldn't see um but um right now i know where i want this to go i want him to have to go to the youth club kind of fight his fears and like corral a team together hijack uh, a spaceship from elon musk and then kill the aliens but why doesn't he just go to the government tell the government um Oh, the government don't believe him. Of course they don't. Of course they will. He's a little nut. Uh, but also he's... Maybe it's also because he's like very anxious and like he can't even talk to people of his own age, let alone the bloody president. And also, how is he going to talk to the president? Who's he going to... Nine... Right, so he tries to phone the police initially. 
and then they so he phones the police then they come around his house um, and he tells them right tells them what he's done and then he um, they don't believe him but they do say how are you hacking into these satellites that's illegal so they put him in bloody jail for a night um, and uh, yeah even though he's 15 so that's he kind of he tells these alright so he's thrown in jail for a night with a load of prisoners and he's very intimidated by the situation but he tells them he tells one of them takes pity on him and will call him um, Ricardo Ricardo Grass no, Grass would be a bad name in prison wouldn't it oh bloody hell let's give it him so he's called Ricardo Grass um, and so oh, that's why he so he befriends um, our little Stevie Thornbury because everyone else in the cell is calling him a grass um, but he's just like no it's just my, my surname and it's just um, so when yeah when the police come along when the when they call his name they say alright is grass come here and so everyone thinks he's a grass which is the worst thing you can be in prison grass or a paedophile and so he's kind of victimised so they take pity on our little nervous kid Stevie and Stevie starts to explain why he's in there and so he's like oh god um, that's bad so the, but the guy believes him he sees something in his eye that you know he believes him and uh, they're both only they're just like in a cell for a night and so when he gets out they kind of stick together and the guy's like well what are we going to do there's aliens coming for the bloody the bloody world um, so So what we're going to do? The aliens are coming, and uh, he, what's his name again? Ricardo Grass. He's he's a big. Um, he is a boxer. Weirdly, all right. So. Um, so he's a boxer but he kind of when uh, yeah Stevie was going to get beaten up that's why he was able to defend Stevie from other people that could victimise him because he's a young lad 15 shouldn't have been in a cell with other people but there was no room in juvie I don't know something like that we'll iron the details out later
So Hey Hey Right, where are we going? Hey I've lost my I've lost where I was. So they go out and he's like, right, we need a team. Oh, no, so he says we we need to we need to stop these guys. And then so he says, Stevie, have you got any ideas? Stevie says, right, Elon Musk has got rockets. I we can if only we could uh drive uh you know get into his compound then we could hijack one of his rockets and uh no actually that's not his idea he's too nervous and shy to come up with that idea he wouldn't ever think of that that's what uh bloody ricardo grass says big eggs he says what about them rockets it's he's, so this is weird he's cockney but this is set in um america I don't know what, I think that was Boston that I did for his mum, so let's go for Boston. But he's cockney, he's like, I said, what about them rockets then? Elon Musk got them wet. Um, Stevie says, oh yeah, I guess we could uh, do something with them. But uh, I don't know how to drive a rocket. He's like, shortly, you know, you can hack into a satellite, but you can't drive a rocket. He says, oh, well, I guess it's, I guess there's something a bit similar about the two. Um, this little kid's turned into Woody Allen. So, he says, I, I know there's like, there's, I think you need about five people, maybe ten people to uh, drive a rocket. And so, he is like, all right. He's put together a team to drive a rocket. Um, so let's kill the aliens. And, um, oh, right, we should add this in because the ticking clock, the ticking clock element. So we could see that um, the aliens, right, the aliens, back when he looked into their thing, he could see that they only had, they had like a countdown on their screen to like charge up the power for their uh, big gun. So it was um, 12 hours, let's say. Yeah, it was counting down from 12 hours. Weirdly, even though they're aliens from another planet, they have the same numbering system as us. And basically, a lot of their stuff is the same, even though they're like little giant starfish and they poo from their mouths. Basically, everything else is the same. So, yeah, it's counting down 12 hours. So, we know we haven't got long, but they're not going to blow up instantly. Um, so, he goes down the youth club. Um, right, oh, that's what happens, right. Right, I'm going to turn around in a minute and head back home because I feel like I've been walking for, I don't know, 45 minutes an hour. And, uh, yeah, I need to head back home. 
so before it gets dark anyway I'm getting to Withington Road and I shall turn around now right we're turning around so his mum eventually he's home right yeah he's home he's home and he's like right where can we find a group to hijack this, this rocket and he thinks god yes the youth club there are a load of lonely people with nothing to do they need friends get down there corral them into it um, so the the son so Stevie and what's the other guy called Ricardo they are back at his house and Ricardo's been a bit weird he's like looking at a lot of the pictures he looks at pictures of his mum and he's like oh he kind of he catches him Stevie catches him looking at them and he's like what are you doing? It's like, oh, no, nothing, don't worry. And then um, they're just gathering things together, things that I need. Um, I don't know really what you need for hijacking a rocket. Um, rope. Um, rope. I don't know what you need rope for. Scissors. Um, yeah rope and scissors and snacks um, so they're gathering that together in the house and then his bloody mum gets back and so his mum gets back and he him and Ricardo is still there and so Ricardo, I forgot to mention, is like in his 40s. And his mum sees Ricardo and she says, What is he doing here? Right, I'm just going to quickly put a swifty walk on. Right. So, his mum sees Ricardo and she says, hey, what is he doing here? Um, and, she, and then Stevie's like, well, you know, we, we um, doesn't matter, mum. And then she, she's like, says how do you know him and then she says he's your father the boxer get him out of here and then Ricardo's like oh I uh, want to make amends I saw we're gonna save the world she's like no you're not now you gotta get the youth club boy and he says mom I'm gonna go to youth club but Ricardo's taking me she says you're trying to make amends and he's like yes yes 
I am. We can save the world. So, he, yeah, they both go to youth club. Ricardo waits outside, he says, no boy, you've got to do this yourself. So the boy goes in and he stands on the table and he says, he says, he says, you, you've never seen me before, but, but there's aliens coming. There's aliens coming. I've seen them on a satellite and I need a team to hijack Elon Musk's rocket ship and we're gonna go uh, like bump into the rocket and and then uh, I'm gonna go bump into it and we're gonna knock him off cars and we're gonna save the world so all the people look at him shocked and then um, and then one of the other people in there is like you seen that on the satellites He's like, yes, I've seen it on satellites. That's how I know. And he goes, oh, I, I look at the satellites as well. So this is another boy in the youth club. So they both, yeah, I've been looking on the satellites. They do the same thing. Because they're kind of like, he's a bit anxious and, you know, loves computers. So he sees it on the satellites as well. Right, then... Um, so the rest of the people in the youth club are like, oh god, we, I guess we better go help him. So they all stand up, and then the person who runs the youth club is like, no, no, you can't, you can't do that. But they're all like, um, they're all insistent, and then they go. So, where are we now? So Ricardo's in the car with them, and then... And then they say, who's this guy? Ricardo, and then Stevie says, he's my father. He's gonna help us. And so Ricardo is like the big, the brute force. And so they get to Elon Musk's compound. And then uh, he's, Ricardo pretends he's uh, taking them on a school trip. Um, and, um, and so they, they knock on the door and then and he's, he's like, oh, I've got a school trip coming. And then so they let him in. Well, actually, no, they don't. They, well, why would they let him in? This bloody high security compound where they're building space shuttles. Instead, they say, hey, no, you can't come in. This is a high security compound. So what Ricardo does, he bloody knocks him out um, using his brute strength. And then he uses the guy's handprint to get past the hand sensor, handprint sensor. Um, yes, so he does that to get past the handprint sensor. And then all the kids run in, and then they're finally there's, there's a load of obstacles. There's like more stuff like that that happens. Oh, uh, no, so they've got the rope and the scissors, so they tie up this guy using rope and they uh, chop off, yeah, they use the scissors to chop the correct length of rope to tie him up, um, so that's good, we've got 
it's like Chekhov's gun in it like you've got the rope and scissors appeared earlier so you have to use them so um, let's sort of pick a side so we've done that we've got them used um, sorry I just walked past someone with a she had a dog and it was pulling a zigging eye across the pathway. I was like, pick a side. Right, so. They are, yeah, they break in. He's tied up the guards. And then they're finally in the room with the, the, the rocket. They wheel the rocket out. He uses, he, so he's got his laptop with him. Um, this little kid. He... Um, uses his coding kind of cracks open the door to the rocket and then he's like I've been googling how to I've, I've looked up the user manual for the, the musk rocket so he um, he commands all the all the other little kids now 15 as well he's finally so Stevie's finally taken charge he knows this is what they must do and so he says, he says, right, you, you, um, Jemima, she's called Jemima, um, says, Jemima, I'm going to load up the satellite, I want you to keep track of where the aliens are. And uh, so Jemima says, okay. Right, so, um, and then we've got, I'm actually getting really hot now. Um, I don't know if that's because the story's heating up. Oh, cause it's because I've been walking for about an hour. Um, so where are we? Let's see. Okay. Um, and what other roles could you have in a rocket? Um, so we've got. Yeah, you'll make it. You you keep watch on the satellite. Okay, um, we've got, right, um, Tommy, Tommy, you are, um, your job is to, you know, keep things tidy and all that, um, uh, other jobs are there. Echo Tunnel. And then what other names are there? Um we've got Frankie Frankie, so she Um Frankie, your job is to keep a lookout for uh, Elon Musk on our tail. I know that gives away what could happen actually, yeah. Your job, you can be co-pilot. Just, you know, keep an eye out for uh, other things you might hit. Yeah, okay, so, and then who else we got? We've got, um, so we've, and we've got Robert. Robert, so your job, your job, Robert, 
is to make us cups of tea. Robert says, okay. So they've got a cup of tea maker. They've got uh, someone to keep things tidy. They've got someone to watch out, keep an eye on where the aliens are. They've got someone to look out for like debris um, and all that. And then, and then they say, um, Ricardo, just sit back and watch us save the world. And he says, okay, son. And then, so they launch the rocket. They're going, up, up they go. And then Elon Musk, he sees this has happened and he's like in his office. Um, like the red alert, alert's been sounded. He's in his office and he's like, oh, oh God. So uh, I've got to go save the world from these idiots. And uh, so Elon Musk on his own, he's got like a personal rocket ship. Um, so he starts chasing them. And his own rocket ship, weirdly, has got guns, um, lasers. He'd been developing this. Actually, yeah, that's so a lot of the uh, alien sightings, like people that thought it was a UFO, was actually Elon Musk testing out this little thing. Um, so he gets that out and then he sets out to chase the kids. The kids. Meanwhile, the alien spaceship is counting down. So a long time's passed, so we're on to... Oh, God, it's bloody down to 30 minutes now. Um, so they're zooming along. And then uh, the, the girl, Frankie, I think, is looking for debris. Um, and then she, she's like, oh, God, we've got a little rocket ship on our tail. And, and then they look into it, and it's Elon Musk. Um, and he says, I'm going to get you guys. And so he is chasing after him. He starts shooting at them. Um, oh, I forgot to say, of course, Stevie is steering the rocket because he's looked at the manual for it. Um, it's in the cloud. It was in the cloud. Everything's in the cloud these days. So he's doing that. Um, where have we got to? And then... So he's, Stevie's swerving about trying to dodge these missiles. And then the time's counting down. They're like, how are we gonna, how are we gonna, how are we gonna, I uh, think old so Ricardo's like, how are we gonna actually stop these aliens then? And then, um, what's his name? Stevie's like, oh God, I didn't think of that. And, uh, and then so, Elon Musk is chasing after them still, um, shooting his rockets, and they say, oh god, I got an idea. So what they do, they, you probably can see this coming, they are coming towards the aliens, the aliens spot them, and uh, the aliens spot them. And the, but they're like, they're like panicking, um, like, yeah, they're panicking loads, like, pooing out their mouth hole, um, 
Why did I make that a bloody uh, a, a point of the thing? I feel disgusting saying it. Um, so they're doing that. Disgusting aliens. And um, so what happens? So they're doing that in like uh, they they don't want to move because this um, timer's going down. But what happens? So. They don't want to move because the time's going down. But the guys are coming towards them at rocket speed. But And then they just start kind of like... They're just like circling. So they get there, the rocket, Elon... Not Elon, well, they're in it, the kids that are in Elon Musk's rocket. They just start circling it. Elon Musk is shooting at it. And um, they're like, oh wait, I've got an idea. So they basically lure Elon Musk's uh, rocket towards them they're, they're around the aliens the aliens are kind of shitting themselves um, literally actually um, and Elon Musk is charging up to do one big burst of rockets He's, their, their spaceship is like hovering nearby Elon Musk shoots they zoom out of the way with their rocket and Elon Musk's bullets hit uh, the aliens. Um, the aliens... Um, the aliens, their, their thing explodes. Um, Elon Musk doesn't know what it's hit. Um, maybe... Maybe should we, maybe he was like knew the aliens. Maybe he'd been. Uh... Ooh, that'd be. We could retrospectively add that. There was. There's a whole thing about Elon Musk knew the aliens, and it was all part of his plan to uh, destroy Earth. Does Elon Musk want to destroy Earth? Um, or he, because he believes the world's a simulation, doesn't he? He was like, maybe he's like, oh, let them just, he knew it was happening, but he wanted to let them destroy it because he wanted to test out his simulation theory. So like, if the earth is exploded by these aliens, then we'd wake up from simulation and be in the real world. Maybe that's what Elon Musk thinks. So, he actually doesn't want to hit these aliens, yes. And then they lure him to do so, dodge out of the way, the thing explodes. They fly back down to Earth. Um, yeah, they, the kids, the kids are like, woohoo, we did it. And uh, the dad, he's like, yeah, go on. Um, and then the, the son and the dad hug. Um, they they go down. They land. Elon Musk lands shortly after them. Um, and he's like, "What are you doing? You've stolen my rocket!" And they're like, "We needed to save the world, and you helped us." And he's like, "I guess I did." And then. Um, this, what happens in the end, so Elon Musk, 
there's it what would happen in the movie is like get a newspaper that spins you see the front cover of a newspaper and it says Elon Musk saves the world um, but that's all right because what Stevie got out of it he's got friends we cut to him at the youth club hanging out and actually feeling happy and um, his mum his mum and dad get back together no that would be too cheesy because they haven't really spoke to each other his dad's back in his life basically and he says sorry son forever doubting you that you were just because you were born with a computer in your hand out of the womb I was quite I was quite just confused by how the how the computer got in the womb actually uh, I did that was that was what made me really kind of a bit um I just panicked you know like I've never I thought how that got in there was your mum being you know eating computers uh, except it probably wouldn't get in the womb that way somebody's been up there that was my thought we don't need to go into details but it may be suspicious so but also I did think you're a nerd but I'm sorry because being a nerd has saved the world and then they hug and then they kind of spend time together and uh, the son teaches his dad how to do more computer stuff and the dad teaches the son how to uh, be a boxer and uh, and yeah they all they all they've saved the world and like you know Musk gets all the credit as he always does um, but it doesn't matter because they're happier in the end the end um, so now we've got to come up with a name a name for that story and so so what so let's quickly sum it up so we've got Stevie Thornbury nerdy kid doesn't go to youth club but mum wants him to to get his pocket money he pretends he has by using satellites to spy on there see some aliens then ends up in prison because he's had to bloody tell the police and they've got arrested him for using satellites meets his dad um, goes to the youth club Garrels the team together, they go to Elon Musk's compound and hijack a ship. But Elon Musk actually doesn't want them to stop kill these aliens because he wants them to destroy Earth so we can revert back to um, the real world, not the simulation that he thinks we're in. So he chases after them with his personal ship, with his bullets, and um, and then they kind of lure him in and they actually he ends up killing the giant starfish aliens um with his own um with his own bullets but then he gets all the credit but doesn't matter because um our man our man stevie has uh, got what he wanted well not what he wanted but what he needed which was social skills um but he's used his technological knowledge uh, in doing so, I guess. So, you know, it's a win-win all around. The world is saved. 
and what can we call it? That's the hardest part, actually. The naming the film. Nerd, no. Nerd is the word? No, that's rubbish. Um, we could call it, not like rear window. We could call it, um, Space, space. So it's got space, it's got a safe in the world. T, teenage. Um, oh, this is hard. Teens in space. Um, Just walked past a woman who looks very dejected. Um, I hope everything's alright with her. So, we've got teenagers and they save the world. Teenage teens save the world? Teenagers versus the aliens? No. It's teens. No. Teenage. Teenage space dream? No. Teenage space time? Nerd. Nerds in space? Nerds in space? Nerdle. Um, space. Right, this might be where people tune out. Space. Nerds in space. Mm, no, that's kind of tech techno space tech um all right we've got some runners coming up behind us so many runners on this route nerds in space i don't like that that's just too it is what it is Time for mm, nerds and sp- uh, not nerds geek. I think it's just called like I was thinking calling it like Stevie saves the world, but that would give away the ending. This is the difficult bit. This is the bit. This is the bit where the whole editing, lack of editing, is a problem. Because my mind goes blank. Let's just call it. Aliens versus nerds? No. Oh. What about like. Uh, Oh, oh, Universal Outcasts. Is that a good one? Universal Outcasts. 
of the universe. The outcasts of the universe. Outcasts of the universe. Outcasts of the world. Outcasts of the universe. Yeah, outcasts of the world. Unite. Outcasts of the world unite. And that's what we're calling it, and that's what we've created today. A nice sci-fi movie by the name of Outcasts of the World Unite. And I have walked for... Bloody hell. I've been walking for about an hour and a half now. Um, so I guess we should wrap it up. I'm going to go see the new Jackass movie tonight. And uh, see a different kind of film. Um, but... All in all, I think this has been a success. It was a struggle at first, but we just kept going. We just kept talking and, you know, things come out. My legs are aching, um, but I've got some fresh air and things are on. This is, this is good. This is positive. So that has been episode one of First Thought Boonthought. Um, I don't know if it's like recorded in good quality, but yeah, that's what we're doing. All right, I'm gonna pop off now and uh, see you next time. For first thought, Boothorpe. Bye bye.